Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Fan-freaking-tastic, guys. Hello. Uh, welcome to today's topic, and I am here with the lovely Jane Jewell, mindset guru extraordinaire, and I uh, will be playing the part of host today. Actually, we're co-hosting in Russ's absence, and I will be Mark Von Muser, Director of Sales for Clients on Demand, and Jane is the Director of Operations and a longtime uh, mindset guru and We're going to talk about a subject today, which is one of the most talked about overused phrases and one of the most underutilized and mismanaged and and poorly executed aspects. And that's about beliefs and mindset. And so Jane and I are going to talk to you guys about a lot of the different strategies and, and that one thing that could be holding you back holding you back from breaking through. And by the end of today's talk, you're going to have a lot more clarity around the old way and why it didn't used to work. But really, you're here because we're going to talk about what is working today. What are some of those breakthroughs in in the way we can modify our brains? How can we hack our brains, get more out of our beliefs and make our beliefs serve us versus holding us back? Um, Jane and I have watch this to be true. And I've heard it from several different speakers, but that the human condition is dominated by two main thoughts. Number one is I'm not enough. Number two, um, I'm not enough, therefore not worthy of love. And you, it shows up in different forms, whether that be the imposter syndrome, or I'm not going to launch my book. I'm not going to launch my webinar, but the real root cause are those core base issues and society and, and people have tried a lot of things, most of which didn't work. Um, and so that's what we're going to cover today. So by the end of it, you're going to have a lot of clarity. And this is an area that I don't know, Jane, between me and you, I don't even know how many tens of hundreds of thousands of sessions we've done in this area. Um, and I'll just give Jane a shout out to a lot of you don't realize it, but Jane has coached everybody from housewives, soccer moms, hockey moms, all the way up to the sixth wealthiest person on the planet and tens of thousands of business owners of all ranges. And we've noticed this was true from it doesn't matter whether it's a hockey mom, a soccer dad, or a billionaire. There are key components that will stop you if you don't get your head around it and know how to deal with it. So Jane, welcome. Hey there. Excited hey, excited to rock on this. Yeah, I like your Superman shirt. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's fun. So let's dive in and let's kind of take a look at, okay, so you and I were talking about Let's talk about mindset. You know, it's such a it's such a dime store word today. Everybody's got a great mindset. And it's so funny because we see people coming in here who are going, I don't need any help with mindset. I got a great mindset. I've been to every top speaker. I know all about mindset. But that's kind of how they show up. And so what's the gap between somebody who thinks that their mindset's dialed in, like some of those people that we've seen that think they've all got it and they're just raging at life? What would you say is something that is we're looking at that? Why is mindset so critically important for people that want to scale their business and have more impact? That's a very big question. So the biggest difference that having a emotional mindset feeling centered, being aligned, the biggest difference that that's going to make in someone's life is the ability to live your life more at cause, right? Like live your life more at cause, like you're in charge. It's up to you. How you feel, what you do is all about you and your ability to create that. Where you know, if you have a mindset or an emotional uh, uh, being or place you're living where you're triggered more often, it's not like there's like it's good or it's bad. But what happens is that then you're living your life in response to your environment, in response to the people you're hanging out with, in response to what's happening, in response to any external stimuli, as opposed 
you know, as opposed to the, the, the other way of having a real firm center, a real firm grounding, a, a real muscle of being able to direct how you interpret your world, the meanings you're attaching to what's going on around you, has you, like I said, be more at cause, has you be more in charge of how you want to feel. So you move through life with a little bit more, you know, grace with a little bit more, you know, some people might call it confidence, but you're just, you have this ability to not get as triggered and, and it's all internal as opposed to living your life by all these things that are happening on the outside of you. That's great. Great answer. So as it applies to an online business or a business, a lot of times that people, when they're in reaction, or as I call it, you're either a master of cause or you're a bitch to effect one or the other. And so what happens is it reminds me when I was in the military and, and, and the Navy SEALs have something called SCARS training, which is scientific, combative, aggressionary, reactionary system. And their whole philosophy is the best defense is an offensive mindset. If violence is imminent and you guys have a job to do, you need to be the one that initiates. So the demonstration that Chief Jaco did was he said, I want you to block everything that I do. And sure enough, I got called up because I had a, a couple of black belts. And so he knew that and he's like, come up here, start blocking. And he started to block and I block and I block and I block, mm -hmm. but they started coming so fast. He tagged me here and then I went here and I missed it. Then he slapped me in the face. And it was just after you couldn't react fast enough mm -hmm. and he won. And now he said, the next time I enter your space where violence appears imminent, I want you to strike me in the chest just with an open palm and see if you can then do it. And what happened was when he would come in and I'd strike him in the chest, he'd stop back and now he couldn't engage and I was back in control. And what you're talking about is like that in business, because I see that where it's like all of a sudden, oh, crap, my leads are gone. Oh, crap. The clients don't have any money. Oh, crap. The person said she wants to think about it. Oh, crap. My electricity got shut off. Oh, crap. My my I forgot to hit record. So I love what you're talking about is an offensive mindset as it's applying to your goal and your outcome. And again, it's interesting because I hear people talk about it, but it's separate from their beliefs. I want to be a millionaire, but they don't connect it to their, how the beliefs play into that. So for example, let's, let's expand on that too, because you had a really great thing that you were talking about. If we're res always responding and the, you know, like we were talking about the colored lenses, if I always am in reaction, and I'm always there where I'm always doing that. And I put on my yellow glasses where I'm doing that. How is that stopping somebody that's listening here to generating more sales or more whatever? Yeah. So I think a, a good thing we might want to do is just like, what is the belief? Like, what is our definition of, of belief? And, you know, a belief is just a thought that you've given a lot of evidence to. So you've now created a strong level of certainty that this is that way. People are this way. Life is this way. Mm -hmm. I am this way. And so we just have this thought and then we go, oh, that's kind of a cool idea or that's an interesting thought. And then you start looking around you and you create and find evidence to why that is true. And then you start looking at it much like, you know, you go shopping for a car and you see like, you know, this turquoise car or some, you know, turquoise car. Mark, you have a turquoise car, right? No, mine's white. <laughs> Just using <laughs> So you see this like turquoise car and you think that like, you know, there's not that many turquoise car. And I say, and then all of a sudden you're driving and you start seeing all these turquoise cars. Mm -hmm. And it's because now you're starting to look for it. And so you see it more often. So your belief is just this thought that you have, and then you start collecting all of these different evidence around it on why, why that's true. And the more you see it, the more you focus on it, the more you collect all that evidence. And so a belief is, is how you see the world. They're your filters to the world, much like you were saying, like a pair of sunglasses. Mm -hmm. You put on a pair of sunglasses with green lenses. You look through that, those green lenses, the world occurs like it's Green. Green, right? Take those sunglasses off, put on a pair of sunglasses with pink lenses, and now the world occurs like it's pink, pink, rosy. And so your thoughts and your beliefs are that same way. It is your filters. 
you know, men are, people are, women are, business is, online is, sales calls is, you, you know, and you start to create all of these different thoughts and then you create some evidence around that. And the more evidence that you create, the stronger you're reinforcing that belief. Mm-hmm. And what's unfortunate is that sometimes if you're not conscious about it, somebody will say something and, and it's like, oh, and that's why it's so important. The people that you surround yourself with, right? Somebody will say something and you'll like, well, that's an interesting thought. And then I wonder if that's true. Mm -hmm. And you start taking on someone else's belief system in either a positive, meaning like it, it excels you forward. It feels good. It's good for others. It like, you know, moves you in a direction you want your life to go. Or unfortunately, the other times this is you borrowing t- different pe- you know, people's thoughts that don't have you feel good and aren't moving you in the direction that you want to go. And, but you hear that thought and you're like, well, is that true? And then you start looking around you and go, well, maybe it's true because this person did that. Or maybe it's true because somebody's uncle told me that. Or maybe it's true because this one time last year I tried that and I got this same thing. And then all of a sudden now you have all of this evidence and it can work in your favor, right? If you're, if it's moving you down a direction, it's aligned with your values. It's aligned with where you want to go in your life and how you want to move through life, but it works against you if it's not in alignment of that. And that's where you want to be start being more intentional. Yeah, this is important, guys, because what Shane's talking about, here's the other half as well. What she said is spot on. And most of these beliefs I've noticed were instilled in your brain before you could decide whether they were true or not. Teachers, people that you looked up to. I remember listening to some of my fr- uh, parents' friends and comments like, oh, wow, that's really expensive. I can't believe you guys spent money on that. Yeah. Money doesn't grow on trees. And these were people that I looked up to. And if people that I looked up to that were grownups when I was a kid, well, wow, money doesn't grow on trees, save for a rainy day. That means, you know, it can all go like that. And I had all of these thousands of references from people. Yeah, it's not just about the money. And it's like, and it was amazing where it's like, I agree, it's not about the money, but it's what was not fair was all of the thousands of references that were shoved into our life before we had a choice to decide, does that belief get me what I want or does it not? And, you know, some of the other ones that I remembered is, um, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not Bill Gates, you know, that's, you know, why is it always so hard? But those type of beliefs, if you have those, and more than likely you do. There's also subliminal ones on TV. When you're growing up, I remember the girls and the kids that grew up and going, oh, wow, well, my last name isn't Paris Hilton, so I don't, I'm not a billionaire for doing nothing. So they grow up comparing to people who maybe had a different thing, but their beliefs about money will keep them anchored in poverty. And as it applies to business, she is, you're a thousand percent spot on. If you think it's too hard to build a business, you're right. You know, Henry Ford said, whether you can or you can't, you're right. That's a belief. And so he had references where when you want something bad enough, if you would go it, you could have it. Doesn't matter if it was easy. Doesn't matter if it had ever been done. I remember the V8 story. He had the best engineers on the planet. And they said, Mr. Ford, it is impossible. It cannot be done to put a V8 on one block. And he said, yes, it is. And I'm going to hire somebody that can do it. Eventually, they figured it out. He said, see, I told you so. That was a belief. And so for those of you that are out there, you know, if you have beliefs like I, I've never, you know, I, I, I can't do it. No one in my family's ever been a millionaire. No one in my family has ever done this. Who am I? I'm just one person. I didn't go to Harvard Business School, Wharton Business School. So those are limiting beliefs that we're talking about. And here's the other thing which I want to segue into. If somebody has that at their core, Jane, and then I walk around my house and I go make little flashcards. I go, I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. Is that enough to walk around doing affirmations to over Trump a lifetime of negative belief stacking? It's a good start. I mean, mm-hmm. like it's at least, you know, that like there's something that's not working. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we all have these moments of great clarity mm-hmm. when we say, wow, that's not really my thought or wow, this, this can't be true or there has to be another way. And so if you're going down any path, 
to shift your psychology, to change the way that you think. You're already so far ahead of the game because most people don't even think that that's a reality, a possibility or anything that you can actually even do. And, you know, so the first step is, it's like, I I sound like I'm like, the first step is admitting you have a problem, (laughs) (laughs) right? And you're powerless. Yeah, it kind of it kind of is, right? There's these conscious moments that we have. And it's when you get conscious like that, in those immediate moments, you want to take some kind of action. But to change a belief and to change the way that you think about something, it's not enough to just think about a new thought, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it, it goes a long way. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I think it, it, it opens up your world and it makes a huge difference, but it's like, you're taking this, like this whole, you mentioned not enough, like there's not enough money. There's not enough food. There's not enough resources. Time. There's not yeah. enough love. There's not enough time. Right. Like this whole, um, idea of, of lack mm-hmm. and you take this idea of lack and this belief and right here, and it's living right here. And then on top of it, you start to go, well, maybe that's not true. Like, or, or you go like, well, there is enough, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's more than enough. You know, I am amazing. I am right. And you're like putting all these amazing thoughts, mm-hmm. but you're layering them on top of this truth that you have at your core that you operate from, which is there is not enough. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is that you start to cultivate a better mindset But what can also happen is when you're knocked off your game, Mm -hmm. you can go back to that original thing that's kind of like hiding out on the inside, you know? Mm -hmm. And there are so many different ways to help shift beliefs, like amazing ways and resources. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to get into them all, but like some cool things that you and I love are things like you know, EFT, uh, tapping, there's a lot of, um, really great resources, even some spiritual resources mm-hmm. and neuro-linguistic programming resources. And, um, Byron Katie has a great process for it. There's all tons of great processes for changing beliefs, but really it all boils down to this is that you have to create doubt around a thought or belief where you once had certainty. Mm-hmm. Like, really, guys, that's what it is. You have to create doubt where you once had certainty. And that is the number one thing that you have to do. It's like if you think of your belief as like this loop that you play over and over and over again. And for those of us that are um, old enough to remember CDs and even Mark records, and actually Mm -hmm. Mark remembers eight tracks probably. I did. I did have an eight track. (laughs) Awesome. <laughs> so you, you would take that a, a, a track and or a cassette tape and you'd have to literally pull that tape out, mm-hmm. like right, pull it out or you take a record and cut it in half and you take a record right. and you'd have to scrape it with like a knife over and over and over again. So that if you went to play that CD, that record, that cassette tape, you could not play it again because you destroyed it, mm-hmm. you destroyed it. And the way to destroy it is to have absolute conviction that it's not true. So you have to collect, um, you have to just poke holes in it like over and over again and poke holes in it. Like where else is that not true? How could this not be true? Like who else would that not be true for? Like, and, and start collecting. I think that's the easiest way is just collect a bunch of evidence about how that's just completely not the truth or even question it. Like, well, it wasn't true for that person. Right. So let's explain this because this is really important. So for example, this is another one too. There's two other variables I want to stack around what she just said. Number one, it's relevant based on the goal. Okay. So let's take about it's expensive. Okay. So let's talk about a $2 million house. Okay. Got it. A $2 million house for most of the world would be an expensive house. Now let's say we go to Bill Gates. Do you think Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg or Bezos is going to even look at a $2 million house? I just read that Bezos gave something like, what was it, billion dollars or $10 billion for something? So again, the same scenario for one person, it might be too expensive. But to somebody else, it's like, ah, you know what? It's probably got neighborhood. I don't want a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so it has to be relevant to the goal. And again, the other thing that I know we've talked about in the past too was, and we watch people do this, 
the same beliefs that maybe protected you as a kid, protected you early in business before you had a skill set. Those beliefs, if they aren't upgraded, a lot of times they're stopping you from your new dream. Mm, it's such a great conversation. Yeah. yeah. And so the relevance is there too, but it's like, and we talked about this, but I hear people, at, I remember at a playground, my girls were little and listening. And again, um, those of you that don't know this, plug your ears. But I remember at the playground, listening to kids absolutely defend the Easter bunny and Santa Claus. It was a fact. I know for sure. And you watch this energy about, I know for a fact, I put a quarter under my bed and I got money. Or I mean, I put a tooth and how's he going to get in? And where did all those toys come from? But the conviction was even in that moment, they believed that it was really true. And, and it was almost a fist fight where these kids are getting all aggro about whether it was true or it wasn't because I saw my dad put something, you know, and it's like adults do the same thing because at a time, maybe they did get screwed by a business partner. Maybe they did get in over their head when they were 18 and started a business. Maybe, but now they're 27, they're 35, they're 40. And the, the real question is, are you ready to have a new truth tomorrow? The average millionaire in business, I remember reading, failed 13 businesses before they hit it rich once. That's why there's so few billionaires. It's such a great metaphor for people to remember, like when we get caught in our convictions about something, right? Mm -hmm. Is and, and so part of the thing is like being able to laugh at yourself or question yourself because all of us, well, believed at one time, most of us believed mm -hmm. at one time, whether it was the tooth fairy or Easter bunny or Santa Claus yep. or, you know, all of that. And it's like, wow, there's so many things like in the past that I were, was absolutely certain on. And then I found out I was wrong. Like I was mistaken before, but it served me at the time. And that's, that's right. cool. Right. Like, yeah, Easter when it was great. You know, um, I think that would be a great reminder actually when you're having these convictions. And the question I always ask is, listen, you can believe whatever you want. The real question is, is having this belief going to yep. get you closer to where you want to go or further away from where you want to go? And that is the question. That's, because really that's the it. Question. Everything okay. else is people will defend it. And it's like, I'm not saying, you know, they'll say, oh, it's so hard. It's too hard. I'm just going to work a job. Okay, that's true. But is that the belief that you wanted freedom? You wanted impact. And if it's not, you need to upgrade your beliefs. The other one that I wanted to stack again, guys, because this is critical that you understand this. If you don't do this, and again, there's something called the sales cycle, which are, we'll expand on. Your beliefs are going to dictate your outcomes. They dictate the actions you're going to take. And then based on those actions will determine the results. And there's something called the success cycle, which you can see a lot of people talk about it, but it starts with beliefs. Do, what's the goal? What beliefs do you need to have? So let's say, for example, I just have that core belief, like you said, that I'm not enough and that I always find a way to lose. I always find a way to screw it up. Okay, that's a very common belief. If I have that belief, do you think I'm going to take more and access more of my potential or less of my potential? If my core belief is I'm, I'm going to screw it up and lose anyway, I'm going to access less of my potential. If I access less of my potential, Will I take more or less action? Well, I'm going to lose. I'm going to take less action. If I take less action, do I get a better result or less results? I get less results. So therefore, I just proved, I told you, I always find a way. So why bother? We see this in dating. Everyone I date is, everyone I date's an, a jerk. I'm not going to access my potential. I'm not going to date as often. I proved it. See, I date another jerk. And it works for business too. But the, what you said, Jane, is also true. It works in the positive if you understand it. And again, if I know there's always a way to win for the committed, there's always a way to find the resources. There's no shortage of money in this planet. There's always a way if you're committed. If I believe that, would I access more of my potential that I know I'm going to win more or less of my potential? I will access more. If I access more of my potential, do I take more or less action? I take more action. A lot more because I get better results, which prove I always find a way to win if I'm committed. And so that one little diagram, which is you're either spiraling up to your dream or you're going down the gutter. And again, it all starts with the beliefs that you choose and the ones that you will defend. And as you said, stack references to. I mean, I can't fathom the thousands of people that you've coached over the years, but you must have seen this more times than you could keep. I mean, it's like people will defend. Yeah, but you don't get it. I had a tough upbringing. I had alcoholic parents. 
yeah. my, my wife's an alcoholic. My husband's an alcoholic. It's not easy. And it's like, that's what they will cling to because that's all they know. Well, it is their truth. And, and sometimes right. some of the beliefs, it's like, it's not just their truth. It's like how life is occurring for them in that, more, in the, in that moment. So, you know, one of the hardest things is when someone says, well, look at my results, mm-hmm. right? Like, like this is this or my life conditions, right? Like, look at my life condition. Like, this is that way. Like, this is that, this is the condition. Like, this is, this is how life is for me. Mm-hmm. And so in those moments, you still have to figure out a way to create some doubt about mm-hmm. how that belief doesn't have to be the truth. Like, what if right. there was a different way to to, to feel about it, a different yep. way to respond about it, a different way to operate in it. Or way and, to use it instead of it's like the same thing for every objection. So let's say what you're saying is true. My life blows. I'm, I'm, I'm upside down. I'm a million dollars in debt. Um, you know, this, there are people that have that same exact situation. And that is the catalyst that they say never again. Mm-hmm. I'm now going to use that because I'm never going back to poverty. That's why so many immigrants come here and hustle and create millionaires in one lifetime because they knew what real poverty was. They come here and then other people go, yeah, but I'm a million dollars in debt. Same scenario, different outcomes. That's right. Using it for drive or to stay stuck. Yeah. Which is a whole other conversation. And, right? and you're right either way. That's the key. Cause it mm-hmm. gets back to that one thing. Are you sick and tired of the results that you're now experiencing? It might not have been fair. It might not have been easy. It might have been really, really hard. But are you ready for a different tomorrow? If you want a different tomorrow, you need to start building different beliefs today. Start taking different actions today so that tomorrow you have a different outcome. And that's a big thing that, you know, that what comes up. A lot of people come into COD because they want clients. They want a lot of clients. They want them now. And it's like, I get it. You're not in business to lose. So it's like, okay, so what are those? But they come in and it's, it's. That's why so many people get done and they're going, yeah, I got all the business strategies in the world. Let's, I wanted to talk about that too, and then we'll move on. But they come in and they don't realize how much they grew as a person until they came in. They didn't even realize it. They got the strategies. They got that too. But the personal growth always leads the way. Always. Always. What was that one? There was a quote we just said the other day, and I know Lisa said something, but your business will never outgrow your identity, your beliefs, or how you spend your time. Nope. It never will. So at that core thing, guys, you can still put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. If you don't change the core beliefs that are running your life, your outcomes will consistently be the same. And that's another reason, Jane, too, why I believe so many people will sabotage once they get a little bit of success. You know, all of a sudden you stretch that that belief rubber band where I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And you know who I'm talking about. One that comes to mind, freaking out because she's now making over a hundred thousand dollars a month. But her core belief was, what will her friends think of me? What about poverty? What about this? What about this? So the more you go, if you don't build that core belief, the rubber band wants to spring back. And that's why so many business owners lose their business once they have it, because they've never addressed the core beliefs that are really running the show. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about one other point, which you brought up, which is absolutely critical. And again, we, we talked about it because the thing about where we were just going, being reactive versus proactive, mm-hmm. somebody out there sitting here today, if we chunked it down and simplified it, you're looking at the fruit on your tree, it's no longer acceptable. I'm tired of struggling. I want to get over here. What would be those kind of things that we're talking about? You need to upgrade your beliefs. You need to instill the beliefs, need to start doing those. But what were some of the other hacks? We talked about them a few the other day joining a group that that thinks differently, hijacking other beliefs so it becomes the norm. What would be some of those things that could accelerate somebody creating a new today so their tomorrow is spectacular? Well, I think you, you've really covered a, a, a good part of it is that, you know, having having a daily practice, right? Like a daily practice so that you're intentionally starting your day and focusing where you want to go. Uh, what things mean? What is your life all about? You know, what's important to you? What are you grateful for? Right? Mm-hmm. There are so many different ways and different rituals people have, but having any kind of daily practice is always going to set you in the right direction. So that that's very important. Being able to more quickly identify when a belief pops up, right? Like we just joked around a few minutes ago. It was like mm-hmm. first step is knowing you have a problem. You know, I think it was right. early, early week on, on one of the shows. I said, 
you know, in buying my house, I realized that I had still had some, some money beliefs that I didn't necessarily think were there because, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I believe I'll always be taken care of. I believe mm-hmm. that I can provide for others. I believe that I am meant to have an abundant lifestyle. I believe that my children are going to grow up with a mindset of abundance. Mm-hmm. And it's this, 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 this crazy balance of you want your kids to not grow up expectant, but want them to have a mindset of abundance and also know the value of putting in the work and being Mm -hmm. resourceful. So there's all these really core beliefs that I believe around money. But when I went to go buy my house, some beliefs came up for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I I shared the other day, I can say, say it again, is that we were out house shopping and we found this amazing, gorgeous house. And my husband's uh, family wanted to see pictures of it. And I found myself, I said, well, just, just send them some screenshots of the, of the house or send them some photos. Don't send in the listing. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh, what's that about? Mm -hmm. And I, and I was like, Oh, I realized it. I'm like, I don't want them to know how much money I'm going to be investing in my home. And it was one of those things that like, just hit me like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, a fist in the face. I was like, looking behind me, like whose belief is that? Cause that can't be mine. Right, right. No way I would think like that, you know, but it was mine. Mm-hmm. Like it popped up under stress and, and under a place of me, like up leveling my life, mm-hmm. right? Like I didn't know it was there because I was living really comfortably, you know, in my, my other home, which was, yeah, which was awesome. And amazing yeah. lifestyle, all of those things. But now that I'm like, like making this big jump and this big leap to move from Massachusetts to Nashville and this big, this big life jump, there it goes. Mm-hmm. In comes a belief, but it was cool is that I, I recognized it right yeah. away. I was like, wow, you know, yeah. and knew how to how to, your peer group certainly helps a ton because you start realizing it, but you've now awareness is first because it's, it's dangerous if you don't know it's there. It's like with cancer, early diagnosis is one of the single biggest steps. So if you can identify, woo, like you did, what was that about? And it's like, okay, got it. Cause then you can start creating doubt whether or not that's really true. And then your other core beliefs took back over, which is really, really awesome. Well, it's interesting. So when you said that, here's one thing you want to watch out for. When something comes up and something comes out of your mouth and it kind of like hits you and it doesn't feel good, you have a choice in that in, in that moment. Like you really have a choice of going, well, where's that coming from? And why am I feeling that way? Like what am I doing to, to kind of create that feeling mm-hmm. and, and make it, and ownership, or you can look outside of yourself and justify Mm -hmm. why that thought is accurate, why that thought is true, right? Like I could say, oh, well, in the past, my family has judged me for Mm -hmm. how much money I've spent, or, you know, my family just doesn't understand and, right, like my family this and my family that, and they wouldn't, you know, and, and really it had nothing to do with mm-hmm. anyone in my family. It was, it, but in my mind, the reason that belief was there was like, well, my fear was like, well, they're going to feel that I, they're going to think that I'm selfish. Mm-hmm. I should help more. I should contribute more. To, I should do more for them. I should, I should give away more. And I was like, wow, I do all of those things. And the truth is my family is going to be jumping joy and excited for me. Like that's the truth. Mm -hmm. And so like, I really had to have that little conversation of like, this was a me thing. Yeah. Yeah. This was a me thing, judging me and and that belief and just working through that, it was able to get down to the truth. And that's why I, you know, I say so much about, you have to look at and, and, and poke holes in that belief, poke holes in that doubt, like, and, and then replace it with a new thought. And that's really the process in any situation, whether it's buying a new home, whether that's um, up-leveling your life, your business. It's, it's a huge piece of the pie that when something's going on, especially in your business, my goodness, Not your so. business is such a mirror to what's happening or where you have been living in your mind. It is a mirror to that. An absolute mirror. It's just like relationships as well. I would say your business and your relationships are the, the, the two places that your own psychology just like hits you like a ton of bricks. That's a great point. I love that. Buyers are liars. People are cheap. 
no one has credit card, no one has money. And those are an example of what those beliefs would be that you have those core beliefs that you're deep. You don't rip them out and know how to get rid of them. Those will show up on the phone. And that's exactly what you're going to attract. The other one that I wanted to do too was strategy and mindset. You know what I mean? 99% of the people I think come in wanting strategy to fix a problem. They think it's a strategy issue, but it's most of the time it's mindset or beliefs. Let's give one nugget on that too, because that's critical because we you've seen it for 30 years. So have I, I don't need any mindset crap. I just need to go ahead and learn how to close or in business. I just need the strategy. But if somebody has that belief and they come in, when you see it and you're diagnosing problems, whether it was the sixth wealthiest person on the planet, a new business owner, a multimillionaire, you know, famous person, when you look at it and diagnose a problem, how do you look at that and, and kind of like, you know, it's strategy and mindset or what? Yeah. So it's always, it, it's always going to be a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually not always. Sometimes it's just psychology, but if it's strategy, it's going to be both. Yeah. Which is kind of a funny thing. Strategy is important. Yes. Right. Strategy is important. Syntax is important how you do things in what order, right? That's very, very important. And if you don't do that and you don't do that the right way and you, and let's say you do have a solid, a pretty solid uh, psychology around it, but if you don't have a good strategy and, and you just keep going at it and doing the same strategy over and over again, and it doesn't work, it's, it's going to become a psychology issue. Yes. Right. Like doing something over and over again, expecting a, you know, a different result is the definition of insanity. Right. Well, it's so, like baking a cake. If yeah. you want to bake a cake with your daughter and you're going, we're going to bake a cake. And guess what? We're going to skip the, we get every single ingredient. We get the flour, the eggs, the butter, the flavorings, all the different stuff. And you just throw it all in a pile, shove it in the oven, then turn on the oven. Oh, you forgot the whipped cream. Throw that in there too. Same ingredients, same outcome desired, same mindset, but you have a big mess on your hands. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you know, so strategy is super, super important. A lot of times you can have a great strategy, but have a shaky mindset, you're still going to get in trouble because what happens is you can have a really great strategy and oftentimes like we'll find people like sitting in it, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, questioning it. Or doubting themselves or going, this works for other people, but it's not worked for me because of blah, 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 blah. Um, we were having a, I was having a conversation. We had a millionaire alliance call this week and I was talking to, to somebody in our millionaire alliance and he was talking about how he coaches the people in his group. And uh, we're talking about like some of the frustration. He's like, goodness, I was just talking to one of my clients. He's like, and I just don't understand it. I, I don't understand how you know, one of my clients would have, you know, all these potential clients, he does, he does martial arts and he says, but they're not calling them, right? Like we've done, they've done everything right. Right. They're, they're, they're growing. They get to the point where it's now it's like, it's, they just have to make a phone call. Like they just have to pick up the phone and call someone. And I don't understand why they, they're sitting there with like, you know, 20 good leads just sitting in their pocket and they're not making the call. And he's like, well, what they need is they need an accountability coach. They need an accountability coach. They need someone that's going to make them go and make those phone calls. And I'm like, well, that's an interesting idea. Right. You know, we hear so much about accountability coaches and accountability coaches. Like there's definitely can be some value there. But the thing is, is that most people think accountability, like someone's going to make you do something. Mm -hmm. Right. And the truth of the matter is, is nobody can make you do anything. If I say, hey, Mark, you need to go to the gym every day. And if you don't go to the gym every day, I'm going to plop you on the head or put you in timeout, right? Like, right. like you know, it, we're, we're adults here. That, that only goes so far. That only goes so far. And that might help for a little while. And it might push you over the edge, which is awesome, right? But at that point, oftentimes an accountability coach, and if there's a real underlying challenge or psychology around it, then you're doing something by that sheer will. I'm going to right. do this because... I'm going to do this because I said so I'm going to like white knuckle it the entire time. And I'm going to get on my power and I'm going to do it. And I got to tell you, there is some value in that because what Mm -hmm. happens is you develop some, some muscle, some skill. And then throughout the way from, from pushing it and doing it, sometimes you can create a shift in your psychology around it. Sometimes that works, Mm -hmm. but you know what? Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't because your psychology might not shift from it. 
And so the truth is, is that you got to take a look at, like, there's a reason why she's not picking up the phone. Right. And it has nothing to do with the fact with they don't have a, a, a way to do it because you know what, like us, we, here's a, here's a great syntax. Here's a great process. Here's a great outline of things that you want to do, you know, do in a conversation. Like there's all kinds of strategy. They're not picking up the phone because they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They're not picking up the phone for something else. Yeah, and a good a- coach is going to find out why. I love this. This is such a great topic. I remember this too. 70% of the, of America is overweight. 38% are obese. Now they are not obese because there's a shortage of diets. They're not obese because there's, they don't know how to read a map and go to a local gym. They're not overweight because there's any shortage of home type of exercise programs. So what is it? Is it, is it, you know, they don't know how to read a map or they don't know how to go join a gym. They don't know how to do calisthenics. They don't know how to, how to, do their diet. There's tons of that, but you're absolutely correct. And that's an example, like you're talking at the core issue, what's really going on. And she's got 20 people to call and they're not calling. And then again, that guys that shows up all the time in business and they hide behind blogs. Oh, I got to write my blog. That's a great hiding place. Oh, I'm going to go do this for another year and a half while I wait to get my program. But the real issue, you can coach that force them or whatever. But the real issue is there's something underneath. And it's it's a big reason when we work with people as well is to go ahead and saying, okay, what's really going on? Yeah, I was working with someone else in our program the other day and uh, she just recently raised her prices. Mm-hmm. And she's had some really great success and uh, enrolling a good amount of people. She's like I said, she's, she's, she does amazing work. She's an amazing coach. She's a great program. And she raised her prices. And when she raised her prices, she had like a month or it might not about them, a, a good amount of time mm-hmm. where she wasn't having enrollments. Like it was like, like she was having all these enrollments and then like, she just stopped having enrollments. Like she's like, I, you know, I was having 50, I had 15 enrollments last month or whatever it was. And like, now it's like, you know, September 20th and I haven't had any enrollments. Like what's going on here? Like, I know it has to do something about, she's skilled enough. She's worked with us long enough. She's like, it has to be something about her thinking. And it comes to find out Every time it gets to the point in her conversation, enrolling them and, and, and saying the price, she's like, we're having a great call. They're really excited. I know I can fix their problem. They're really excited for me to fix their problem. Like, I just, you know, I, I think this is the perfect client. We're a great fit. And then I go to say the price and I realize that it's like, I, I, I stumble. Like, I don't want to say it. I don't right. want to say my price. And she, I'm like, bingo. That's mm-hmm. what it is right? Like bingo, like she, everything constricted when she had to say her price of her program. Yeah. And so we have to, re, we had to work together to unravel. Like, what is that feeling? Where is it coming from? You know, it, is your program worth this? Do they get enough value? Like, mm-hmm. like really going through and finding out where that comes from. How do we shift it? How do we condition it in the weeks ahead? And that's a psychology issue. It wasn't because right. like last month she knew how to enroll people. And today, it was all a psychology issue. And that's one of the coolest things is if you're within a program where you're not just looking at, well, did you say this one thing at minute three? Did exactly. you say this at minute 25, right? Like, no, that's not what it was. It was completely a psychology focus and belief issue. Well, let's, let's take us in and, and we'll wrap up. But this was one of the reasons, again, that Russ is an innovator. When Russ realized that strategy only could get you so far, but it would expose your fear. Somewhere along the lines, it would expose where you're, you're afraid, your limiting beliefs, any glitches in your, in your armor, anything, whatever, your business will do it. And so people would not get forward. So he reached out to Joe and asked, who knows, some of the top coaches on the planet, and your name came up. And what happened and the liberation that people got and basically more results in less time, which is what they wanted. But the strategy is essentially the same. But the reason the clients get such better results is because we have so many coaches who know how to unravel the BS that's stopping you. And so at the end of the day, guys, again, strategy is important. Uh, You know, my belief personally, 10% is the strategy, 10% is how you execute, and 80% is the mindset, the energy, and how you show up to do those. That's just my personal belief. Because I've watched people that have the perfect same exact script, same exact strategy, same exact leads, and one person's doing 10 enrollments an hour, one's doing one every three hours. 
How is that possible except for execution and beliefs? So that's a big part too. So as, as you guys are out there, you got to just, let's chunk this down and keep it simple. Look at the fruit on your tree. When you look at your business and you look at your bank account, you look at your life, does it look exactly like your dream? Are you having so many of the best clients coming in? Are you like every month having the impact that you were meant to make? Do you look at that? And again, it's like, you know, is it your beliefs or is it something you might not know? And that's the sort of thing too. You've been in this program, whether you're listening on the podcast or in our free free group. But at the end of the day, guys, ask yourself, you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. If you don't change what you're doing today, your tomorrow will look a little bit less like today. It gets worse, my opinion. You know what I mean? Chaos is the normal rain if you don't weed your garden. The weeds grow and multiply. It doesn't get less. They get more. And so if you don't have a way to do it and you look at the fruit on your tree, then let's book a call. At the end of the day, what if you were one belief away? What if it was one belief that was stopping you? What if it was one tweak in your strategy? What if it was just getting those recipe together where you stop putting the eggs in before you put in the, uh, the flour? What if it was you forgot to turn on the, on, on the oven? What if that's why your cookies or your cake still taste like crap? The same is true for business. Let's book a call. And that's the sort of thing too. This is not about anything else other than if you're not living your dream and you're not having the impact you're meant to take, then jump on a call and talk to our guys. We'll have an honest, authentic conversation. We'll look at what's working and what's not. But really, we're going to look at what, what do you want from your life and your business? And if we can help, we will absolutely show you what that looks like. If something else is better, we will steer you to that. There's no shortage of people that, that want to improve their life. So we're good either way. But this is a call about you. Jane, myself, Russ, Adrian, our whole team, we firmly believe that business is the battleground of tomorrow that we want to find heart-driven entrepreneurs who are sick and tired of the old-fashioned way, who want to make a difference in the right way. They want to go out and actually love people and serve them to real outcomes versus slamming them and closing them in some BS thing, which they don't even ask if the client got the result. We're looking for people and business owners like you who want to make the world a better place. And by the way, you deserve to be paid like a rock star if you do that. And so book a call right now. I think it's, um, what is it? Clients on Demand. Uh, dot com forward slash talk. Is that correct, Jane? Yes. So book a, yeah, go ahead and guys book a call because again, at the end of the day, keep it simple. If you're looking at your bank account and you're looking at your clients and you're not generating 10, 20, 30 clients a month, you're doing something off. It's either a belief. There's probably some beliefs that need weeding. It's probably something in your strategy. You cannot fake your way past this. You just won't be able to. Jump on a call with our team and see if we can help give you some clarity. And at the end of the day, guys, we all win. And the bottom line is we're all in it together. If, if, if you're listening to me and Jane and Russ and you think this is all woo-woo, great. You won't resonate with us. Cool. Go out and do it the high pressure way. That's still out there. We're looking for people who want to genuinely make a difference and want to see the, their dream match up with their life. Why not you? And that's, Jane, we've talked about this before. Once you get your head around that, you deserve abundance. And if you're willing to serve other people, you can have as much as you're willing to serve for. And it's, you know, the very first book I read in this entire subject was the very first one by Zig Ziglar. And he said, if you help enough other people, you'll always get what you want. If you help enough other people get what they want. Hmm. I believe the world is shifting back to that. And the business leaders of tomorrow will be those heart-driven entrepreneurs who really care about their clients and want to make a difference. So let's have a talk. Any last thoughts that you would throw out to anybody sitting out there that's been sitting there frustrated? Will this work for me? It sounds too good to be true. Anything about that person and you've coached thousands of them. So what's the one thing you'd give to that person sitting out there right now? That's the one thing, that one nugget. I would say, you know, just take a look, take a look and your business, take a look in your life and ask yourself if there was a couple of beliefs that were standing in my way from really experience the, experiencing the kind of business and then lifestyle that you really crave and desire, what would that belief be? What would that belief be? And if there's a belief standing in your way from jumping on the phone and having one of our, you know, one of our coaches talk to you and, and find out, if, you know, finding out and diagnosing like what's going on in your business, like just notice it. 
Just mm-hmm. notice it. How are your beliefs and your mindset shaping what results you're getting today? Those That's are my awesome. final thoughts. That's awesome. So guys, jump over, uh, go ahead and jump on the calendar, clientsondemand.com forward slash talk. And let's, let's have a chat. Let's just talk and find out what's working, what's not, and where you want to go. Um, every month, this is the other one too, that I'll throw in the last one. Guys, every month you're not living your purpose is brutal. Just get on with it. Get, get after it. I kid you not. The minute you guys embrace and start doing that and start serving the people that are praying for you to show up, all of a sudden, some magic starts flowing in your life. And again, if you're in this community and you're in this group, you know what we're talking about is true. It sucks when you're not making an impact. It sucks when you're struggling financially. It sucks when you're wondering, will this ever work? If you offer real value to clients, you really care and you can really help make a difference, we should chat. There's always a way for the committed and there's always an excuse or a condition for those that still haven't committed. So get after it. I firmly believe, and I know you do too, Jane, the clients out there need you. So, and if you're not there, who are they going to go to? They're going to go to those other guys out there and they're not going to love them on like you would. So um, if you're listening to us on a podcast, come join and uh, you found us through iTunes or the podcast, come join us on Facebook. Our free group is the Art of High Ticket Selling. Uh, Send us a note and join the group. We give a ton of great information. It's one of the best communities on the entire internet. If you're finding us here too, we also have a podcast, um, really crazy, uh, titled Clients on Demand. So we're creative like that. So go find us, download that, and then you can listen to it in the car. And again, we'll do that. But guys, at the end of the day, if you're in business, it's a new game. Get after it. Again, if you're willing, you can have everything you want however successful you want to be, if you're willing to help enough other people get what they want. There's 7 billion people. Great. Go, let's get started. So let's jump on the phone. Let's have a conversation. In the meantime, all of you guys to Russ, who's um, off uh, scouting a new site for a new thing and, uh, and catching a little R&R, big hugs to him. To all of you that haven't quit on your dream, we want to honor you as well. Um, get after it. You're one to two distinctions away from turning your dream into a reality. So let's do it. So appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining us today and um, look for us the next week. We'll have a different show for you and keep rocking in the meantime. All the best. Bye guys. Bye guys. Thanks for tuning into today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with clients on demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.